Federal meaning of this pasuk is, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's how the general people uh, translate that. Rashi brings a midrash, and he says, "Darshu Rabotenu zichronam libracha." Bishvil HaTorah shenikret reshit darko Ubishvil Israel shenikreu reshit tevoato He said Bereshit means because of reshit Bereshit because of reshit HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the heavens and the earth and who's this reshit? Well one of them is the Torah and the other one is is the the Bnei Israel the Torah it says Rashid Darko and Bnei Israel Rashid Tevato so because Rashid you know the play on words with Rashid well we understand that I mean without the Torah and without the Bnei Israel what for what the world for however there is another pasuk in the Torah that says Reshit Bikure Admatcha Tavi Betashem Elokecha. Meaning the very beginning, the very start of the fruits of your land, you shall bring to the Beta Mikdash. Here it says Reshit also. So the Midrash says that not only the world was created because, like mentioned before the Torah, because of Israel, but also because of the Bikurim. Why? Bikurim is a regular mitzvah, right? Like any other mitzvah. What is the Bikurim? Let me just spend a minute explaining what that is. A farmer works for many months. Hard, back-breaking work. Finally, he gets the fruit stuck to bud, and by getting the very, very first fruit, he marks, he marks them. And when they're ripe, they take the fruits, and by the way, only the fruits in Shtabbehabahem Eres Israel, only the fruits that the, 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 the land of Israel was praised for, and that's Eres, Hitao, Saran, so on, Gefen, Tenan. Okay, fine. Grapes, uh, olives, things like that, figs. So he brings it to the Beit HaMikdash, and he recites a certain passage, has to do a little bit of history. And he thanks Hashem for that. Okay? Now, what is so important and unique about Bikurim? That because of it, the world was created. In order to understand that, I'd like to bring another passage of the Torah. The Torah tells us, Lo yabo amoni umu'abi bikalashem. The people, the nation, Amon Moab, cannot marry within the Jewish nation. Gamdor Asiri, even the tenth generation, meaning it's, it's forever. Ad Olam. They could never, even if they become Jewish and their children, great, great, great grandchildren, never can marry within the Jewish nation. Not only that, it says, Don't even seek to be, have any peace with them or any goodness with them. Don't, don't say hello to them, leave them alone. Out, isolate them. No good. Forever. Why? 
You know, the Egyptians, the Mitzrayim, he subjected the Bnei Israel to Abodah Kasha, very hard work, for 210 years. What does the Torah say about the Mitzrayim? Okay, a Mitzri cannot marry within the Jewish nation, but only until the third generation. After the third generation, it's fine. But these, forever, what have they done? You know what the Torah says? Because they didn't come and greet you with food and water. Okay, they also, the Torah also tells us about Bilam. But let's look at this cause here. Let's look at this reason here. Because they didn't greet the Bnei Israel with food and water. Now let me ask you a question. Did the Bnei Israel need food? They had the man coming down every single day. Man, delicious food. It was raining. Rains, the man was raining on all of every single day. You could take it, cook it any way you want. Delicious. You can make burgers out of it, you can make cheese out of it, you can make whatever you want. Right? So they had food. Water? They had the Be'er Miriam. They had plenty of water. And the well of Miriam was going with them, traveling with them all the time. Delicious water. They didn't need food. They didn't need water. So what? They didn't come and greet them. Who cares? They didn't need it anyway. So because of that, never to look out for their peace and welfare? Is that what it is? No. It's not that. It's not the mere fact that they didn't greet them with food and water. It's the lack of hakarat hatov. Recognizing goodness and kindness that someone has done for you. Lack of hakarat hatov. Who was the ancestor of Moab? Who? Lot. Right? And Abraham Avinu went ahead, risked his life, and went to war with four powerful kings, in order to save Lot, because he was captive, rescue him from the enemy, and then from Lot came Moab and Ammon. So, in other words, with that Abraham Avinu that went ahead to rescue Lot, there won't be any Moab at all. So he was the, the initiator of the entire family of, Mo, of Moab, Lot, at least show hakaratatov, show recognition, something, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be something expensive. Hakaratatov, yes. Oh, thank you. You did, you did a favor to me. I thank you for that. Okay. Hakaratatov is an essential ingredient of everyday life. This is why every morning when we wake up, when you wake up, you say what? Baruch Hashem Pokaya Evrim. All night long our eyes were closed. We wake up in the morning. Ah, our eyes are open. We thank Hashem for that. Right? Malbish Arumim. 
You come in the morning, put on nice, nice fresh clothes. Thank you, Hashem. Last night when I went to bed, I was like conked out. I could hardly move. Now I wake up in the morning, I'm all refreshed. I have the energy to go and work for another day. Hashem does not need us. HaKadosh Baruch has everything He wants. He wants us to recognize Him. To be grateful for what He gives us. This is the Hidush of the Bikurin, the first fruits. You know, there's, even, there's no limit. There's no shi'u to the first fruits. According to the Torah, there's no shi'u. You can bring a few grapes. Fine. A few little grapes. Gave us certain shi'ur, limit to them. But as far as the Torah is concerned, what do we want? A few grapes. A few means nothing, right? It's not the idea of the grape itself or how much you're spending. It's the fact that you're taking the trouble to take that. The very first one and say, this is for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I recognize what Hashem did for me. That's the, that's the idea behind it. And when you come and you recite a passage and you say, thank you, Hashem, that you gave me this bounty here. That's the idea. You see, Adam Arishon sinned. If I ask you what was the sin of Adam Arishon, most people would say, well, Akadosh Baruch gave him specific instruction not to eat from a particular tree, and he went ahead and he ate. That's true, but that is not all. Perhaps if, it was that, if that was the only thing, well, perhaps he could have a tissue buff for that, and, uh, and maybe he could, have, you know, he could have gotten away with it. But there was something involved that was... Him and asked him, what well, happened? You ate it. What do you say? The woman that you gave me, she's the one that gave it to me. In other words, not my fault. <laughs> you gave me this woman. You know, you know, think of a poor man. He can't afford to buy a car. He can't afford it. He's a poor man. His neighbor sees him, he feels bad for him. His neighbor has the means. So he buys a nice car, brand new car. Here's a gift, I give it to you. A couple of days later, a couple of weeks later, whatever, he gets into an accident. Right? It was bad. So now, who does he blame? He goes to the neighbor and he says to him, if not for you, I wouldn't have had this car, I wouldn't have this accident. That's crooked logic, right? This man did a big favor to him, gave him a car. Now he blames him for that? This is what... Where is Ratatouf? Adam Arishon was cursed because, partly because the lack of Hakaratatouf. He should have said to Akadosh yes, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, I shouldn't have. Forget about the woman. If had he said that, probably he wouldn't have been cursed or thrown out. 
On the other hand, the one that has Hakarta Tov, like the Bikurim, he gets a Berakha. The Hachamim say that there is, the Batkol comes out and say, here are son that next year also will be the same thing, you'll come. That's a nice, beautiful Berakha. This is, this is the idea behind Hakarta Tov. And our Hachamim, Alim Shalom, they were very careful about this idea of Hakarata Tov. I heard a story once about Rav Shach Zatzal. Rav Shach was a great man, great sage, great scholar, and also a big Ba'amidot, a man with very high qualities. So the saying of Rav Shach was, he always walks around with a few people around him, of course. Every now and then, he stops to visit an old lady, a widow. So, I mean, so the, the people uh, around him, they see that, they uh, for a while didn't say anything. Now, this woman was not a sister or an aunt or any you know, relative, not, not family at all. So one time they asked him, Rebbe, why are you stopping with this old lady? And say hello to her and talk a little bit, make her feel good. I mean, you realize what it is. Rabshah, the great, the great uh, sage coming to visit someone. It was a tremendous thing. It's like Hakam Abadeh Yosef comes to your home, to your door, to visit you every now and then. I mean, that is uh, uh, incredible. You know what he said to them? Very simple, he said. When he was a Bahur Yeshiva, a Bahur Yeshiva, learning, he had one shirt. That shirt he used during the week and for Shabbat. When it got dirty, he washes it, dries it, puts it back on. That's all he had, one shirt. Then this lady gave him two shirts, brand new. One for during the week and one for Shabbat. That's, that was the gift that she gave him. And he was so happy, so excited about that at the time. Because of Hakarat HaTov, for that. And how much are two shirts? Whatever you want. I mean, how much, can, how much could it be already? That's not the point. The point is that she gave him that. Because of that, showing Hakarat HaTov, showing recognition he did something, that's the thing. Oh, there are many stories about our Hachamim. How Yaakov Kamenitsky was famous for that too. Arab Shalom. Also showing Hakaratatov. So this is, this is the thing. Now, another thing is, when the farmer comes and brings his Bikurim, uh, he says, he recites a certain passage which has to do with a little bit of history. And it starts from Yaakov Aminu, Arami Obed Avi, an Aramean that wanted Lavan, wanted to kill him, Vayered uh, Mistraima, and then he had to come, right? And then talks about the, the Egyptians, the Mistraim, how they subjected our ancestors to very hard work and so on. 
and Akalush Baruch Hu, uh, you know, with, with great wonders and miracles, took us out of there and brought us to this beautiful place, a place flowing with milk and honey. Right? Now, there's a question. I just want to make a small point here. The story, the story he says, the farmer, starts with Yaakov Avinu. Arami Obed Avi. Yaakov Avinu. Why doesn't it start with Abraham Avinu? Perhaps you should have, huh? First was Abraham, then Isaac, and then Yaakov, and then do the whole thing. It started with Yaakov. There's a reason for that. And that's what I want to bring up also. Take health or wealth. A person who's always healthy doesn't feel that much what health is. He's always healthy. When a person is really sick and he recovers, and then he's healthy now, that's a different situation. Then he thanks Hashem. Thank you, Hashem, you gave me health. A person who's wealthy all his life, he doesn't know what it is the opposite way of not being healthy. He takes it for granted. A person who's poor and suddenly becomes healthy, it becomes wealthy, that's a different situation. Thank you, Akadosh Baruch Hu, you gave me this wealth. That's it. So here we have a situation where, let's say, for example, you yourself, when you were young, you just got married, you rent an apartment. What happens? Okay, you have a lease, two years, three years. After three years, either the landlord comes and says, you know, you got to give me another 10%, or perhaps, I'm sorry, I, I, um, I, I need the apartment, you know, you have to leave, you go to a different apartment, and then a couple of years, you have a different apartment, so on, so on, so forth. And finally, when you buy the house, it's yours. Ah, how great, this is yours now. You don't have to move at any time. You see, that goes the same for a nation. What goes for a human being goes for a nation. The, here, this Arami Obed Abi is telling us about, unfortunately, the wandering Jew, the Jews going from place to place. The Jews... For 2,000 years, we've been thrown out from one place to the other. We didn't have our place. When this farmer came, thanked Hashem, he said, you see, Avram Avinu, he came to Eres Kenan. Okay, he lived there. And, okay, and he was uh, like, uh, felt like he's part of Eres Kenan. Yitzchak Avinu never left Eres Kenan. Always there. Yaakov Avinu was different. He had to come to Egypt, lived in Egypt in Galut. He was with Laban, first of all. And all the tsarot he had with Laban. And then he came to, to Egypt. He was in Galut. This farmer starts, yes, we were in Galut. Now, Baruch Hashem, you give us our land. We have our land. That is a great thing. Thank you, Akadosh Baruch, for giving us a place where we can consider to be our place. 
This is us. It's very important for a nation to have a place of their own. And this is what the person who brings the Bikurim says. Thank you. Thank you for the beautiful land. Rabbotai, Baruch Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us our land also. Give us a place where we can consider this is my land with my government, a Jewish government, Jewish police, Jewish air force, Jewish everything. Just think of it this way. If during World War II, the Bnei Israel had Israel on their own, if they had been independent with their own military force and with the help of all those hachamim, abrechim that were studying and learning in the yeshivot, do you think the Holocaust would have happened to that extent? You know what was the main, uh, 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 the main thing that uh, allowed the Jews to be trapped was no country in the world wanted to accept them. There was a time when Jews could have uh, left on their own from, from Germany uh, or, or Poland, whatever. No land wanted to accept them. If Israel had been alive at that time, if we had been independent, we would have been a completely different situation, our land. We have to thank every day, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we have, he gave us a land where we can live permanently. We cannot be thrown at any time we want. Oh, yeah, we need peace. We do need peace. And Be'ezat Hashem, it will come. I want to wish every one of you Ktiba I remind you that try to help as much as you can to keep this station alive. It does a lot of good, a lot of benefit for the community. And if you have any simha, please call SLC. We have a beautiful hall. We can accommodate any simha that you have.